Welcome to Every Believer Confident, hosted by Dr. Mark Farnham, where we explore in seven minutes or less how to effectively share and defend your faith. This is apologetics for the average Christian, with ideas and practical principles that can help you this week as you engage unbelievers with the good news of the gospel. Let's go get some confidence. Welcome back to Every Believer Confident. This is Dr. Mark Farnham. And in this episode, we are going to continue to look at 1 Peter 3, 15 to 16, and its implications for apologetics. In the last podcast, we gave an introduction, and I want to expand on that a bit, especially talking about the nature of defending your faith. You know, we live in a time where Christians have mistaken love for niceness, and instead of being loving, which requires us to speak the truth, and loving God enough to uh, defend the truth when it is uh, misunderstood or maligned or slandered or challenged, we've become nice where we just nod and go our way. Almost an embarrassment, very much unlike what Paul says in Romans 1 when he is unashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. So 1 Peter 3 uh, commands all believers to be preparing to defend their faith, and to actually be engaging unbelievers. I hear a lot of people talking about reaching the world and advancing the kingdom and uh, going to the uttermost parts of the world, but the the truth is not many Christians are actually engaged in encountering people with the gospel. They're not actually talking with unbelievers about spiritual things, about the gospel, about their lost state, about what they believe. And Peter commands us to be prepared to engage people, to give reasonable answers. And at the end of 1 Peter 3, uh, 15 and 16, he talks about how we're to do it with gentleness and respect. And this speaks of conversation. When I was growing up and shortly after I became a Christian in elementary school, um, I was exposed to evangelistic techniques. And uh, they were good for the most part, sharing the truth. But the methodology and the strategy was simply to give what one of my professors in my doctoral program called the gospel burp. That is, we were trying to blurt out as quickly as we could before we were cut off uh, the facts of the gospel. It went something like this. Excuse me, sir, do you know for sure if you die today, you go to heaven? Can I tell you God loves you? But you've fallen into sin, you're separated from God, but Jesus died on the cross and rose again that he might save you. So if you just believe in him, you can be saved and go to heaven when you die. And we call it the gospel burp because you feel relieved and the other person is offended. That is, it was all about a monologue that we tried to get out as quickly as we could before the unbeliever would cut us off. But when you look carefully at 1 Peter 3.16, where Peter talks about the nature of our encounter with unbelievers, gentleness and respect, he's speaking about having a conversation engaging people in not just a hit and run with the gospel and perhaps a gospel tract, but rather an ongoing conversation where we challenge and are challenged and we give answers and present Christ clearly. And we'll cover this in more detail in future episodes. But then he concludes by saying, have a good conscience. That is, live a life that is consistent with what you're saying. How can you tell someone that they can be freed from sin when you and yourself are enslaved to it? Uh, This calls for us to be repentant, humble people. Not humble in the sense of afraid to engage, but rather humble in acknowledging our own sinfulness. 
humble and acknowledging that uh, we don't have it all together and we don't claim to be. We merely claim to be saved by the atoning work of Christ on the cross. But one of those aspects is that we are repentant people, that when we feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit through the preaching of the word, through mutual exhortation with other believers, through our own prayer and Bible study, that we would repent, that we would not be arrogant people, not be self-righteous people, but people broken by sin and overcome by grace. And this is what Peter calls us to, and there is great power in that, because the accusation many times leveled against Christians is that we are hypocritical, that we're judgmental. And the truth is, sometimes that accusation is correct. So we need to exhibit this humble, broken spirit over our own sin so that we can uh, present the gospel clearly and do it in a way that our life backs up our claim. There is a danger in apologetics in the sense that it can become merely an intellectual exercise. And how does that happen? It happens if you're not actually engaging unbelievers. So we need to engage unbelievers with the gospel and do so uh, frequently, and that will keep us from becoming uh, merely eggheads who know all kinds of things that we would say if we ever encountered an unbeliever. Uh, Rather, if we can be regularly sowing the seeds of the gospel, sharing the truth with unbelievers, defending the truth, apologetics would not just be an intellectual exercise. It would be rather the constant flow of our lives based on our need to learn more, to gain more answers. And uh, sometimes when I hear people talk about apologetics, I, my question is, when was the last time you actually shared the gospel with someone? When was the last time you actually uh, answered back an unbeliever who challenged your faith? When did you take the initiative last to uh, seek to bring a conversation with an unbeliever around to issues of uh, salvation and the, the gospel of God? Uh, We don't want apologetics to be merely intellectual, and yet it is partially that in the sense that we must prepare. We must read, we must study, we must know the gospel and how to defend it so that we can do that. And God promises that if his word goes out, it will not return void. So let me ask you a simple question. Are you prepared? 1 Peter 3 calls us to always be prepared to give a reason for the hope that's in within us. And that is the goal of apologetics, is to prepare you, to engage unbelievers, to provide answers so that objections are cleared out of the way and the gospel of Jesus can present be presented clearly. I hope that increases your confidence. May God bless you. This is Dr. Mark Farnham. Bye-bye. For more information on how you can host a practical apologetics conference at your church or to listen to past episodes, please visit apologeticsforthechurch.org.